0: Hey, everybody, welcome to Inside Situation, a biweekly podcast where we share with you some of the conversations we're having inside the agency. I'm Peter Gijic, head of technology at Situation, and I am joined by two of my favorite people ever to have on the podcast, Uh, Jordan Person, our director of business development. Welcome back to the podcast, Jordan.
1: Thank you. I'm excited.
0: And Kevin McCauley, for all you Kev heads out there, are one of our junior creative strategists here at Situation. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Peter. Welcome back, both of you. I'm so happy that you guys could be here today. Uh, for folks that are regular listeners of the podcast, you heard me on our last episode about the Tony uh, mentioned that we, after this episode, are going to go on a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, this is our last scheduled episode of the podcast. Uh, it marks our two-year anniversary, so mazel tov to both of you for being part of this for two years. It's been a lot of fun. And thank you to all of our listeners for listening to us for that long. If you're still here, you're amazing and we love you. Um, we we wanted to get to the two-year mark and then kind of take a breather and take a breath. Uh, and We're going to talk a little bit about that in our topic today, uh, which was the concept of endings, the concept of when projects come to an end or relationships come to an end in agency life and just uh, talk about how we deal with that and the opportunities that that presents and kind of think about the opportunities that uh, this temporary ending we'll have for the future of the podcast but before i do that i want to talk a little bit about the beginning of the podcast so as i mentioned we started uh inside situation our first episode released on june 29th of 2015 two years ago this is episode number 52 and the first time the three of us got together uh was for our october 5th uh episode um that was titled "Roundtable and New Voices." Do you guys remember anything about that? Cast your mind back. I cheated because I listened a little bit to the the first few minutes of it before we started recording. But do you guys have any memory of the first episode that you were on? That we were all on together? It's was, okay to say. Nothing? Was I
2: Roundtable or New Voices? Which one was <laughs> you were I? Roundtable. I knew you it. Were playing, I always you were like knew
0: it. Detective Roundtable. <laughs> uh, a, reti- a cop who was two weeks away from retirement. And it was getting too old for this gig. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I remember now. Yes. Okay. It's all coming back.
1: October. So it was October fifth, twenty fifteen. October
0: fifth. Also, my mom's birthday. Who listens to the podcast? Oh. So shout out to mom. Oh. Hi, mom. Uh, <laughs> so and, yeah, that
1: was two weeks before I got married. I don't remember. Oh my gosh. gosh. Oh, that's yeah. Right. wow. Yeah,
0: your mind was preoccupied with yeah. other things.
1: Yeah, I don't remember. I I don't remember what we talked about. Yeah. Well,
0: it, it, the the format was different then. We 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 didn't so much have a. Uh, as, as it was mentioned in the title, we kind of thought of it more as a roundtable of, of current events. Uh, we were still kind of figuring out our footing before we started kind of bringing a topic to each episode and then bringing in different voices. But, uh, you know, the idea was that we would talk about trends and things that were happening in the in the world of live events and entertainment and marketing. And uh, then we also had a segment at the end of every episode that we did together called Things Not to Miss, which we are resurrecting for this episode, this final episode of Inside Situation. So I'm excited about that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, well, I just, I, you guys, when I listened to it recently um, and kind of right off of the bat, I just appreciated how game you were to kind of join me in the fun house of the studio of the podcast and just really, you know, your energy. and, And every time I've asked, you guys have jumped at the opportunity to kind of come back on and you've never left me hanging, which I'm super grateful for. So just want to thank you guys. You're you're amazing.
1: Thank you, Peter, for taking us on this fun journey. It's just been fun to listen yeah. throughout the entire two years, all the different iterations. Kevin, you've had such great kind of um, like field reports. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun to see where it's gone.
0: Yeah, Kevin, you you have, I have to second that. You have been very very game to kind of go out and, and get up in people's faces at different events that we've done for around TEDx and around BroadwayCon. Uh, and, and, you know, you just really, uh, you're fearless and kind of going out and getting people to open up and talk. So thank you for
1: that.
2: Oh yeah. Well, I'm an egomaniac. So that any helps. opportunity <laughs> to insert myself into conversations that are larger than me, I jump at it. Uh, it's been really fun. It's been really cool to be uh, part of this and talking about, uh, the agency and the industry and the stuff that we deal with, but also, yeah, going out and talking to people people outside the world has just personally helped me to expand uh, the way I look at things and look at new perspectives. So it's been really awesome. So thanks for having me and uh, letting me be part of it. It's been great. Oh, it's been my pleasure. And and just to kind of pivot off of what you said for a second, I think
0: one of the things that I've really appreciated so much about being able to do the podcast is it gives me a a chance to interface with different members of our agency in a way that I wouldn't normally in my kind of day-to-day actual job. Uh, you know, the ability to bring people in and hear what they're excited about, hear what their challenges are. I think that's that's really, as we kind of found our footing in what inside situation was going to be, It, it you know, we, we had this concept that, hey, we have some cool conversations in the agency, what would happen if we turned on some mics? And then to actually fulfill that and then listen to what those conversations were, I didn't know at the beginning of it what the most important things to some of our team was, how they... You know, dealt with their day to day work, how they relax, how they keep themselves sane. And I think just from a point of view of learning more about this place that we all work in, uh, I, you know, that's that's been one of the biggest things that I've taken away from. Oh, yeah. Uh,
2: just getting to talk to everyone for that episode we did, we were talking about managing stress when we we're getting really busy. Like, I just, there's a whole new connection level with people that I even work with on a daily basis, just by like getting to talk about that stuff openly, where we might not take a second and do that. Having the chance to do on the podcast kind of opened up new channels there. So That was really cool.
0: Cool, Jordan. From a new business perspective, uh, I know I've I've been in a couple of meetings over the last two years where people have come in and said, and, and uh, also from a kind of a new hire perspective, that they've come and said, "Oh, I listened to your podcast or I heard your podcast." Have you Have you found that some of the conversations we've had have Influenced or been a part of the conversation you have with people when you're kind of, when we're trying to get our foot in the door? Has that manifested at all?
1: Yeah, no, I think what's great about the podcast is that. It's it's as the title says. It's a representation of many of the conversations that are happening inside the agency. And so I think what's great about that is it is a a natural conversation starter with lots of people in terms of where our head is at and where their head is at and what the relationship is between that and what we think about where the opportunity is in the broader landscape. And it's a nice vehicle to kind of extend those conversations uh, to kind of a one-on-one level for sure.
0: Cool. Well, I, I mean, well, some of the most fun conversations that I've had with our existing clients since we've been doing this for a couple of years, you know, and, and I think now a lot of brands have discovered this medium as a way to kind of put put their content into the world. Podcasting, you know, has exploded. And I, I think a lot of times we get into conversations where people ask, you know, should we do a podcast, you know, and, and I think if nothing else, going through the process of putting one out every other week has Taught us a lot about what that commitment level is like. Taught us a lot about how to hopefully create uh, interesting content, how to take in the feedback of of what your listeners want, and uh, yeah. So I, I am convinced that we're we're not done with this format just yet. Um, you know, uh, I encourage our listeners to please keep us in your feed. Uh, you'll be that way. You'll be the first to hear when we do come back with, with something that we're thinking about, uh, and and hopefully something that's interesting. One one of the biggest trends that I've noticed in podcasting um, is you know, the concept of seasons, uh, you know, whether it's podcasts like Serial uh, or there's a, you know, a mystery show, you know, the idea that that people come out with the expectation that they're going to produce a set number of episodes, whether it's six or eight or 12. And that really lets them, you know, examine a topic and come out with an arc that they can structure from beginning, middle to end, as opposed to just kind of saying, we're going to do this every week and you're going to join in and it's going to go you know, ad nauseum. So I think that's one of the things we're also looking at is, uh, you know, when we do come back, uh, can we structure it in a way that we we have a topic that maybe we do a little bit of a deeper dive in over a number of episodes and bring in some other voices. So stay tuned for that. Um, but but so switching gears a little bit, um, let's talk about endings. Let's talk about how we close out uh, of big projects at the agency or. Uh, You know, one of the realities of working in live entertainment is that sometimes shows close, uh, television shows come to an end, sporting event seasons end, uh, you know, and there's a natural break between, you know, when everybody's super busy and create crazy and putting something together. And then there's a finality to it. There's a there's a natural point at which that energy uh, comes to an end. And there's lots of different ways that that manifests in how we work uh, as an agency uh, with clients. You know, when when a show announces that it's closing, which is usually, uh, you know, kind of a very bittersweet moment, uh, we kind of go into gear as a marketing company to talk about how people shouldn't miss this experience before they can't see it anymore. Uh, And that's one of the things about live is you can't go to Netflix for most things and go see it. We're kind of in the moment and there's an urgency before something is over to to kind of get to it. Jordan, I'd love to find out from you. You are so often involved in the beginnings of relationships when, when we're, you know, there's a new project that's coming on board, something that's opening up or something that we're coming on to. Do you, what do you spend any of your part of your time thinking about the endings or are you really focused on kind of the birth of of these projects?
1: Yeah, I would say, well, it depends on, it depends on how you look at it because on, on one hand, you know, there's a difference between the relationship and the, and the project you know and so from one perspective it's all about you know i think of my dad who's like um in the in the winter when it's when it's time to put like a fire in the fireplace he's obsessed with the art of like the fire and like getting it started and like, Oh, this is a great fire. See how it's burning, you know? And I, 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 it actually reminds me, I think a lot of, I think about that when it's like from, from on the new business side, when it is about kind of creating the relationship from the beginning, it is, it's often about like bringing the right folks together to kind of get the fire started and get it going. And even if a project um, you know, uh, closes out. It's still, you know, particularly in the world of entertainment where it is such a small world. Um, you know, though it's generally it, that's just the beginning of kind of where the relationship's going to go and what it could look like down the line. Um, uh, whether that is, uh, you know, with the same client or whether that is with something different but related. So, so I, I, I guess on one hand, I don't often think about endings in that way. It really is focused on on the beginning and knowing that. Um got knowing that even when a project ends, it's kind of like it's the beginning of the next chapter, you know right.
0: and well going back to your, your your example of your dad and the fire, you know, the only way to start a good proper fire is if you know, after the last fire you've kind of cleaned up, swept up all mm-hmm. the ashes, gotten everything ready. So there is kind of a you know there is a cyclical, Nature to. I'm curious whether or not your dad is as excited about the cleanup process after the or, or <laughs> if that's not. somebody else's job. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in order for you to really kick something off, you have to. You kind of have to be ready. You you have you have to set the stage to be able to start something new, and that that's usually kind of a a finalizing of something that was there previously.
1: That's right, and and you know, this is you know related to new business, but also just related to the global agency which is it can be hard to create a space by which the creation of something new is possible you know we're all we can all be so kind of not stuck but so focused on our day-to-day that you know being able to create a space by which you can lift your head up look further down the line and try to kind of think ahead and create something new that can be that can be challenging and I'm
0: getting off topic, but. No, no. Well, I, I, one of the, one thing that occurs to me as working with you on on some new business projects and and pitches, you know, oftentimes part of that process is what, what can we show as representative work? Mm -hmm. And, you know, we'll step through if it's a website build, for example, we'll show, you know, a handful of websites. So on some level, that's a way that the ending of those projects directly impacts the possible beginning of a new one. Exactly. You have to be able, in 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 a succinct number of bullet points and maybe some screenshots, say this is how this big build turned out. Mm-hmm. So this was the final stage of this, and, and usually it's something that keeps going. Or if it was an engagement that we did, this is how it ended, and this were these were the metrics in the report that you know the numbers that we saw off of it. So there is. You know, in, in order to be able to say that we think about a project full spectrum and not just the, the starting of the fire, mm-hmm. but how the fire is going to burn and how we're going to clean it up. I think, uh, you know, you do have a vested interest in making sure that we stick the landing. Oh, thing. for
1: sure. Yeah. No. And, and a lot of that is in, in just, you know, trying trying to structure things in a way where hopefully we are set up for long term success. And, um, you know, obviously we learn as we go. And depending upon you know, where, where the business is, there's, um, there's kind of different ways that we do that, but it's, it's, you know, one thing Damien always says is finish strong, you know, and so I think that that's definitely something that we, we try to keep in mind. Um, But, but obviously, you know, on my end, you know, internally the client services team is a huge partner of mine on that because, you know, I lean on them to let me know too, you know, what do they need to be successful in terms of the client relationship? You know Um, it's a, definitely a team effort for sure.
0: Well, and you mentioned earlier that that it is a small industry and and the ending of one thing is is often a stepping stone to the beginning of something else. Whether it's working with a producer who who whose one show came to a close, mm-hmm. that is often the finishing strong is often the best calling card for us to get that phone call for the next thing. So so absolutely. Really yeah,
1: great work begets great work. Period. Yeah.
0: Kevin, uh, as a strategist, can you talk a little bit about how the, you know, the concept of when you hear a project is closing or, you know, in, in those unfortunate times when a client is deciding to maybe partner with a different agency, what are some of the things that happen in the strategy world uh, that al- allow us to finish strong and do our best work right up through the end?
2: I think a lot of it has to do with uh, just the context of the situation. Obviously, different. It, it's different, and that also includes like with certain projects, what's next for that project, whether that be with us or are they're moving away or uh, whatever it may be. But like, is the is if it's a show, is it going on tour next? Are there already productions around the world? Uh, really, I think what it comes down to when a strategist hears like that a project is ending is just okay. This is just. That this is a different chapter in the story yeah. Uh, and how do we tell it and for a lot of times that includes just like celebrating what it was which is a great way to look at strategy but also at life right, <laughs> you yeah. just kind of celebrate it and then kind of push that like oh man we did this amazing thing you know it's your last chance to see it so you, you should come and see it now but man this was a lot of fun we had a great time doing it uh, in the context of like more of more traditional ending I think that is probably a lot of the ways that we look at it um, and To piggyback kind of off the fire analogy, uh, the other big part of endings is the learnings, which we were just also talking about with the reporting and stuff like that, and seeing how we can take whatever we learned from the process and apply it going forward to new clients, or even if it's an ending just in an iteration of this project to something new, what did we learn in the first phase that now we can apply to the second phase? Yeah, uh, that's that's a really good way to look at it. Thinking thinking about you know every kind of
0: smaller ending as as the stepping stone to make the next beginning even better. And and I think you know to your analogy about shows, uh, we I've been here long enough in situation where I've had I, I'm starting to see the shows come back now. There is a, there have been at least one show that uh, was a client of situations when I first started that closed and that became you know came back to broadway and did a revival so it's it's inter- and you know it's funny we kind of had the the website in mothballs you know as just and every few months i'd say do we still need to keep something up there and then sure enough it came back so it is it is an interesting way to think about those 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 moments as just the the closing to a chapter like you said
2: yeah the i mean i think the industry that we work in is so it's such a living and breathing industry it's like To get on a a more meta level, there's this energy that is always there. And even when something closes, that doesn't mean that energy is gone. It just means it goes other places, whether that be with the producers or with the creative team or the actors that were a part of it. All those pieces still exist in the world, and they can come back in many different ways, whether that be in new clients or new projects. And so nothing really ends. It's just kind of the cycle of how things move forward.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, and I think that,
0: you know, I talked about a little bit at the beginning I know you guys are both fans of podcasts. You, you listen to podcasts. What do you think about the trend of, you know, now that it's maturing as a medium, this concept that they're coming out in seasons that are maybe predefined to be six, eight, or ten episodes long, uh, as opposed to just, you know, like, uh, I'll use the equivalency of, like, The Tonight Show. The Tonight Show's on every night, you know, and it's Jimmy Fallon's going to be up there doing his thing, telling his jokes on on Uh, you know, uh, topical events. But but if you think about like TV dramas that you love, they they kind of they have an arc that's established more and more TV shows. You're seeing, you know, this will be it'll be three seasons long and we know where the story is going from beginning to end. What do you think about that as a as a storytelling mechanic, specifically as it relates to podcasts? Is it something that works for you?
1: You know, it's interesting. I've seen, you know, definitely a growth just in the number of podcasts I listen to since since we started this podcast, yeah. which is probably true for most people, just considering the podcast trend it's overall. Yeah. But sometimes I struggle with the more serialized po- podcasts because. I am very type A about how I listen to my podcasts. (laughs) I like to listen to them in chronological order. And sometimes, you know, even when um, S-Town, when they released S-Town and they released everything at once, Mm. kind of more in the the Netflix style of the podcast world. That's interesting. And so I actually struggled with it and I still haven't listened to it, even though I'm like, oh, I really want to listen to it because... I'm like, oh, but I got to catch up on on my my new podcast. And I like being able to kind of subscribe to something. And then all of a sudden it pops up, you know, into my unplayed feed in that way. I am probably rare. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) I I feel like not everybody listens like that. Um, But
0: no, a lot of what you're saying resonates with me. I, I, I think when something specifically when something binge worthy, like when something comes out on Netflix all at once, or, or when a podcast series comes out all at once, I find I actually, I have a different relationship to it than, than when I'm just kind of doing that. And I do have that appointment listening where every Monday I know the things that come out and the things that I'm listening to on my train. And that's one of the things that are, I think we've tried to do with inside situation. Uh, for the two years that we've been doing it is always hit that Monday release schedule every other Monday. It's been very important to me. And I think it is a different relationship when, you know, the last episode the season of Kimmy Schmidt that just came out on Netflix, I still haven't gotten all the way through it. And I think part of it is because I know that there's an ending. So I, I'm kind of like savoring it. I'm yeah. kind of doing it at my own pace because I know when I get to the end I'm gonna be sad. Yes. There's no more. <laughs> um Kevin, do you what's your relationship like with kind of all at once content versus, you know, something that has a finite beginning,
2: middle and end, uh, or something that just goes on forever. Yeah, I think, well, I, I'm very into the finite beginning, middle and end, especially like they're doing a lot on TV with the serials and stuff. That's kind of coming back. Uh, it really just depends on the story that you're trying to tell, whatever that form is best to tell your story. Um, Personally, I think this is the form that it should take. So whether that be if you're, you know, for the future of this podcast, if we're doing deeper dives into a specific topic, like it makes sense that that would be, you know, an arc that we explore and then we move on from. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also room for, you know, like, again, like if you're looking at television shows or podcasts or things where you want to see the characters or the – you want to see it grow over time. Like you, you want to know where that's going to go. And it, it really – yeah, it really just depends on what you're talking about and what the topic is, and what's the best form for that story. I do agree that I get, uh, I push aside the things that come out all at once, uh, and and instead I'll listen to the podcasts that pop up uh, every week, and I'm like, oh, good, I have a new podcast, and I won't. Uh, that happened to me with uh, Master of None, uh, but then once you do do dive in, and it's like Kimmy Schmidt, I did binge watch and yeah. I knocked it all out, and now I'm starting Master of None a little bit later. Because uh, I kind of put it to the side for all my weekly stuff. I I don't know if there's a right way or a wrong way. I guess and every like you said, everyone's different. But it really, to me, it just it just strikes a chord to put out content. And this is something that also Netflix have, has revolutionized, and something that you can do in the podcast world. That even with formatting, like the length of episodes and things like that, it really should all just. Whatever fits best to the story that you're telling in that episode in that arc in that chapter of your story, yeah. so uh, i I'm just a big fan of fitting the format to the story you're trying to tell and not you know putting yourself into uh, any kind of constraints uh, into oh, it has to be this certain length and there has to be like room for commercials here and here right that is I think definitely a, a way the way the past and we're moving past that
0: yeah, and, and I think you know I've certainly experienced media that I've kind of come away from that just goes on and on and on. And there is no kind of arc, whether that's, you know, a tonight show or, you know, I, I think that I agree with you that, you know, the trend towards smaller, more digestible content, content that you can listen to quickly. I think some of the one, you know, our last episode of the podcast that we, um, kind of did an homage to the, the New York times daily podcast. We stole their music. uh, (laughs) Hopefully they don't come after us for that. Borrowed. Borrowed. It it, it was all a tribute. It was out of love. It was satire. Um, But (laughs) I I think that, you know, one of the things that I'm excited about with that format is it's more of a quick hit. They do it every day. God bless them. I I give them all the credit in the world for being able to pull that off. Um, But I I think they don't try to squeeze too much when, when they're kind of naturally done with what they have to say. They end it. And I think that's one of the benefits of the the, the podcast format that, that I'm excited about. Doesn't
1: for. it make sure. you feel good on the days where the daily comes out late? It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> always like good, they are human.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, well that's an interesting way to look at it too. It's oh. like, yeah, they're they're doing And
1: by late, I mean, like still before noon. Yeah, but,
0: they still you know. do it but you, you kind of have that glimpse or, or that perceived glimpse into what they're doing to say okay, either, you know, they're working on something so that it's better. Right. You know, they're, they're doing it in the time that they need to do it but they're still hitting that,
2: that deadline.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
2: And going back to what you were saying about like the natural end though, isn't that, that is the hardest thing to do as creators. Like we uh, obviously want to talk about what we're making from a listener's perspective, but when you're making something, the hardest thing to do is say like, okay, this is ready to go out to the world. And sometimes it may not even be ready. But getting it out into the world is the important thing, especially like today where so much content is being created. Like it's very important to test and experiment and create and let go. And to a certain extent, that's what that reminds me of when you talk about the daily. They're doing this thing every day. And you know, if they mess up tomorrow, they get another shot at it. Uh, But they can, they really go, okay, we're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about it and we're going to let it go. And this is what we're going to focus on today. And whether it's right or it's wrong, then we'll, we'll have another shot tomorrow to do it. Yeah, uh, but it's just a kind of inspiring way to look at creating content and letting it free into the world. I'm glad you said that. And and I think, you know, about probably a year into doing the podcast, I think that's
0: when we I, we were on an episode with Damien. And I think that's when things really kind of gelled for me that the format of Inside Situation as a podcast it wasn't necessarily that we knew the answer yet, but it was a place where we could start having the conversation. And then the continuation of that conversation might happen in our magazine. It might happen on stage at one of our events. It might happen in a piece that Damien writes for the Huffington Post. So it was really kind of an incubator for us to really let people see a little bit how the sausage is made, how we wrestle with things. But we may not come to a satisfying conclusion. It might just be the beginning of that conversation. And um, I, hope we've, I hope we've done that. And I hope that's been interesting for our listeners. Um, so with that in mind, um, I, I think we, before we wrap it up today, I do, you know, in honor of having you guys back on the podcast, we couldn't end the final episode, the final scheduled episode of the podcast without bringing back an old favorite things not to miss. Uh, we used to end the, every episode this way. And, uh, I wanted to, I asked you guys to come back to the table with things that our mm-hmm. listeners shouldn't miss. Um, So why don't we, uh, Jordan, start with you. What's something that you think our listeners shouldn't miss?
1: Well, for those of you who work with me, you know, this will not come as a surprise. (laughs) But seeing as this is the final episode, I feel like I needed something. I wanted to bring something that felt slightly more evergreen. And um, my love for Charlie Rose is evergreen. (laughs) 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 Um, No, my thing not to miss is Charlie Rose. I love his show I talk about it all the time, but I truly do feel like particularly right now where, you know, without getting into politics, like things are just crazy. There's so much that's happening. It is honestly hard to keep up and I consider myself relatively well-informed. And it's really hard, and what I love about the show is that I feel like he consistently brings groups of people together who have different points of view, has a conversation about what's happening, and allow gives me the information I need to feel like I am creating my own point of view and not just regurgitating what I'm hearing from a single source. And I love that. I love feeling like I have I'm empowered to kind of. Um, Collect the information in a way that makes sense and try to figure out, where. what do I think? So don't miss it. Don't, don't miss, miss Charlie, Charlie Rose. Rose.
0: <laughs> I love that you brought that back. Do you feel like Charlie Rose has changed at all? He's been doing the morning show on
1: CBS. CBS
0: as well for a little while now. Do you think... Him having two different podiums and different places to and he does sixty
1: minutes. Oh my I gosh. mean, he's <laughs> the
0: hardest working. Who's counting? Us.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do you watch all three? Do you watch I don't watch that? CBS. Okay. Uh, I do watch his segments on sixty minutes, um, and obviously, I watch his This show. show, yeah, his nightly show.
0: Well, I am going to put that back into rotation on my TiVo because yeah. you have convinced me that I need more Charlie Rose in my life to help me navigate the world.
1: Exactly. exactly. Kevin,
0: what is the thing that you don't think our listeners should miss?
2: Well, I recently visited Colorado, which is a state uh, on the other side of the country. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but I had never been outside before until I went to Colorado. I'd never been outdoors. It was beautiful. It's crazy. There's air and birds and trees. It's amazing. Uh, So in the spirit of that, my thing not to miss is shout out to my hometown, Greenwood in Brooklyn, just by Park Slope. Go to Greenwood Cemetery. They do cool stuff all year long. Long it is uh, absolutely gorgeous in there. You just walk through. um, You can see uh, the tombstones of some amazing people. Uh, They do tours. They do. they uh, talk do whiskey tours through there, uh, historical tours. Sometimes there are plays in there. It's really amazing. I get my honey from there. Uh, they, uh, it's called The Sweet Hereafter. Wow. They, they They have the bees all there in the cemetery, and they get honey out of them. I don't know how any of it works, but it happens. It's delicious. So, yeah, go check it out. It's really cool. It's outside. It's beautiful. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kevin. Um, the things that I have on
0: my list, I actually have two things not to miss. Uh, the first is... Another outdoor destination, um, I went not too long ago with a friend of mine to Fort Wadsworth, which is on Staten Island, if you happen to be in New York. Uh, and it's really a cool place to, to take a day trip to. It's a former U.S. military installation that's been in used, used in, in some form or another since the 1655. And there's this really cool uh, four-story fortification called Battery Weed on the grounds that is amazing. It was built in the 1800s. And uh, if you're looking for a great bike trip of something with some amazing architecture – Amazing views of the and narras Bridge and just a great day trip. I encourage you, if you're in the area, to check that out uh, because it's awesome. And then the other thing, I I can't remember if I've talked about this on uh, the podcast before or not, but um, at Madame Tussauds uh, in Times Square, uh, there's an exhibition called The Ghostbusters Experience. It was related to the movie that came out last summer. And uh, it is the best example of virtual reality that I have ever experienced in my life. You go there with some friends, you all strap on these headsets and these backpacks, and you walk around this series of rooms and you feel like you are in this apartment building going up and down elevators and shooting ghosts and it's every it is it is the <laughs> fantasy that i had when i first saw that movie in 1984 was fulfilled through that experience uh it's not the cheapest thing in the world to do but if you happen to be around and you you like technology like i do uh and you happen to be in new york please don't miss it it's awesome and i'm not sure how long it's going to be there but that is going to do it for us today on inside situation uh, I want to thank you so much to our listeners. Uh, please stay in touch with us. Send us an email to podcast at situation.myc. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear what you think we should do next. Uh, it's been an amazing experience for the last two years being on this ride with you. Kevin and Jordan, thank you so much for being on the podcast.
1: Thank, thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. Awesome.